Welcome to the Intern Whisper. The show is all about the future of work and innovation. So today's Intern Whisper employer tip of the week is when working with interns, make sure that you give them feedback in real time. This ensures that there's no surprises and people can adjust accordingly to the feedback that they receive, whether it's good or bad. And you want to be able to give good feedback as well as corrective feedback to improve. So who's our guest, Axel? So our guest is a person that I've met a couple of years back. His name is Sean Michael, owner of Sean Michael Company. And now he's having another company called Independent Dream Factory. So let's welcome Michael to the show. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. Sean, really nice to meet you. Welcome. Elizabeth used this greeting. I kind of like it. So it's howdy. How are you doing? Howdy to you. Thank you guys again for the opportunity of having me here. I'm doing very well. Very excited to be here and, you know, talk with you guys and learn a little bit more about what you guys do and share a little bit about what I do. Axel, go ahead and kick us off. What's the first thing right, that awesome. we're going to ask him? So our first question is share with our listeners what your educational background and work history is. And if you want, you can ask how we first met. So educational background, growing up, I was into football, big sports player, and that took me all the way to college. Um, I finished two years of college. So I have this an associates. That's as far as my educational background goes. After I left college and came back here to Florida, that's when I began into entrepreneurship. Pretty nice. So entrepreneurship, it is a beast, right? It'll kick your butt. You have yeah. got to have somebody that is either going to be your sugar mama or your sugar daddy. If you do not have lots of money or you need to have a really big investor or don't quit your day job when you're starting your startup, whatever it is. Exactly, exactly. Or I would say also have a really big network, you know, people mm. you can lean on as well. Yeah, I will go with that last one because that's everything for sure. How did you get into the clothing retail business? And you also created your own brand. So let's talk about Sean Michael Co. Company. I did, I did, I did. So yeah, like I said, after the football dream ended for me, um, I came back to Florida, Orlando, where I'm from. And I started to get a little bit more into music. Uh, music was actually my first passion in the art world. But then that led me into, you know, I was trying to find different ways that I could help people from there. And that's when I stumbled upon screen printing. So once I learned how to screen print t-shirts, I came up with my own logo for my brand, Shawn Michael Co. And then I just started screen printing myself at home. I started to make shirts, shorts, different little, you know, bracelets, hats, things like that. And that's from there, I just fell in love with creating different pieces of clothing, different things that would help people. I wouldn't say I would go deep into like high fashion. I'm more of a minimalist type of fashion, very um, survival based things that you need, you know, not into fast fashion. I believe in creating things that will help people day to day. So that's, that's what got me into the retail industry, just wanting to create things that's, that people can use and that would help people in their day-to-day -day life as they try to help other people. So our listeners, we've had some guests before that talk about fast fashion and slow fashion, but we could have new listeners. Like, let's take a little bit of a moment to pause and talk about what that is. I love those bracelets. Right now, I know Axel is sharing your website, so that's super cool. He's going to be sharing a little surprise. Pretty sure he's going to pull that one up in a minute with some of the fashion going on, but I love it. So what is fast fashion versus slow fashion? So fast fashion is, is 
kind of the belief of, you know, crank, making lots of different material, lots of different designs on a regular basis so that, you know, people are always keeping up with the new trends and buying the newest things and, you know, always having something new for people to be able to purchase. Whereas I believe so, slow fashion, I would say is, you know, making things that last, last for a long time that people You're do right. not have to continue mm-hmm. to buy all the time. Yeah, the way it was explained to me is fast fashion is stuff that you're probably, it's not well made. Um, The stitching, it'll, you know, fall apart relatively quickly, maybe even after five uses. The materials are not necessarily quality. It's a lot of synthetics. And then the slow fashion, it's more of an artesian type of a form where it's either hand stitched, hand embroidered, a lot of time and care goes into it. And it the quality of the materials excellent so it'll last a while and yes. that was the first time i had heard about that it was a couple of years ago when somebody was a guest on the show she discussed that and then we also have had some other people that have talked about fashion and we'll do this in the second half of the show but how ai is coming into play and robots and all of that cool stuff so mm-hmm. just so our listeners know we've got more coming in about this whole thing with fashion definitely Yeah. So your materials, those bracelets are super pretty. Can people buy them straight off of the website? Yes, they definitely can. We retail those at $20. Um, Those are all handcrafted. Me and my wife actually make those ourselves in our studio. We, you know, purchase all the materials, all of the different gemstones. And we, like I said, we handcraft them ourselves. So those are definitely made to last a a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. So Axel, will you pull up that other pic that you were telling me that you had? I think there was a fashion shoot that was going on. Oh, this, this one right here? I don't know. It, you haven't shared it yet, but we'll see in a minute. Do you, have you done any fashion shows? We did some things. There it is. Yes, yes. I definitely, I've done one fashion show for my company. I've done a couple other with, with some other partnering companies, but as you can see Axel in there, he's <laughs> been a good model of mine for a couple of times. He was at my first fashion show. We met around that time. My first show was two years, two years ago in August. So around this time, two years ago. That Over is two super years. Cool. Over two years, actually. This was at one of the events that that was um, at the mixer event a little mm-hmm. bit before my fashion show. So yeah, yeah, that one was in, I believe, May. Yeah, May of two years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna guess fashion is super important to you. Do you are you one of those guys that always looks like you're straight out of GQ? Cause like you've got the the five o'clock beard going on, but you've got the full <laughs> mustache. So, you know, that takes time. Like Target has a whole area in their store for men's beauty. It's actually called that male men's beauty products. And I think men are beginning to care a lot more about what they look like and how they dress. I would think that's why you started this. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I am definitely a person that likes to, you know, create new things with everything that I do. I feel like I'm an artist in that nature where it be music or fashion, but I like to create original things that, you know, you wouldn't see on everybody else. So yeah, with the fashion, I definitely try to always dress in a different way than others. It doesn't always have to be very high end. I'm very, like I said, minimalist, simple, as you can see from my company is very simple, but I try to do things with it that are, you know, different from most. So I definitely do care about my appearance a lot and, you know, how I look. So is it just the t-shirts or is it, does it also include the trousers that the guys are wearing? 
Right now we have just t-shirts, hats, bracelets, and I am working on a new pair of pants that I want to come out. It's more of a military style, military style, like khakis. Is it like what, kind of like, you know, kind of like khakis, like when you have a lot of pockets, cargo, cargo, cargo pants. yes, cargo pants. Sorry about that. But yeah, that's what I'm working on next. I have a very big influence in the military world. My father was in the Marines, so that's kind of where I get a lot of my style as well. I love the very simplistic, straight-to-the-point type of look on people. So, mm. Do you have a certain color palette that you gravitate towards? Because this looks like maybe that olive green that mm -hmm. they wear in the military and then black. Do you stick with those as signature colors, or do you also go into whatever the trending colors might be for, say, for the summer? which would uh, not no. be those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do stick to a certain palette, very much comfortable, very dull type of a color. I like, I started with navy blue. That's one of my favorite colors out there. So what is usually navy blue, gray, black, and military green, as you can see the black and military yeah. green up there. Yeah, those are good traditional military colors. I don't know if they're necessarily, I don't know if I would say dull, but I definitely think that they are environmental type of colors where they can blend into that, I'll say environment, background environment. It's reminiscent definitely of military life. Uh, did you also serve in the military? I did not, no. I did not either, but my dad was an Air Force guy. He was in the reserves. He was a pilot. And my brother is a pilot for the Army. So they have totally different colors. But I tell you, it's spot on. They, they would wear the blues, the blacks, the grays. Well, no, khaki color and then greens, I think. That is awesome. Thank you for their service. I, my, I agree. My is there, too. So. Yeah, and to your dad, too. Also, that's awesome. So I like this look. So that's really good to hear that people can purchase these. Are you going to be in a store, like a brick and mortar store? Not at the moment. I do have a couple of friends who do own stores out here in Orlando who are, we're talking about some consignment type of deals where we'll get them into those stores. In the future, yes, I definitely would love to, but that's, that's still in the planning, in the works. That's cool. You know, downtown here in Orlando, there's two places, two places where we can go retail shopping. One is Walgreens, and that doesn't count as retail for clothing, <laughs> unless you're doing like, you know, Florida, you know, type of uh, t-shirts, <laughs> like visit <Yeah>. Florida, <laughs> and flip-flops. That's not retail. Down the street on Pine Street near Lake Eola, there's a women's uh, clothing store, and your stuff would look really good in there. I would tell you if you have the same shirts for women, you should go check out that store. I don't have the name off the top of my head. But I will share that with you because I think that your bracelets would be very popular in there. And that particular way that you positioned your, your t-shirts, they look really comfortable as well as the logo. It's, it definitely has that art type design to it. I definitely appreciate that and would love to yeah, hear more about that store in the future and see if we can you know, make something happen like that. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Axel, what's our next question? I kind of was going... <laughs> Join the conversation. Right. Thanks. Our next question is how many donation drives has Sean Michael co-hosted? That's our next question. Cool. Very nice. Very nice. So we have done two donation drives. Um, I started it two years ago around the same time my company started. My company started in 2018, um, February. So that December we did one. And then 2019, oh, actually three. And then 2020. 
so yes we did we do a yearly donation drive on christmas day morning out in the paramore area of orlando florida where we deliver survival kits soaps hand warmers toothpaste toothbrushes as well as used and donated clothing and as well as wrap children's gifts for you know all of the people out in the community over there. So we're definitely big on that. The mission for our company is to provide for others by investing in the most comfortable, affordable, and fashionable supply. So that is that's something that really resonates with me and my family. We're always looking to provide for others. So it's only right that that's something that we do. We do want to add some more donation drives throughout the year, not just doing Christmas, but right now we stick, we have a Christmas day. You know, I really like that your company has a social promotion and a social cause behind it. Bomba's socks, you know, they do this thing where you buy a pair, they give a pair to the homeless, any of the homeless organizations that are out there. And their socks are $12, but when they do, they turn around and you can't buy these socks. They're all black is the ones that they give away. I think that's something that it sounds very similar to what it is that you're doing. My companies have that same type of mission where it's always about being able to give back to the community. We've done things for Salvation Army women and children. We've gone to the Ronald McDonald House and you know prepared meals. We've done other food drives that support you know the local churches as well as just general volunteering in the community in different ways. So that's always good to do it. But you know you might end up having a signature buy a T-shirt and then you guys give a T-shirt and it would be like. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up because that is actually something that we do have in the works right now. One of my biggest inspirations in the fashion world is Tom's. You know, in Tom's, when oh. you buy a pair of shoes, they donate a pair of shoes. So that is something I'm working on right now, actually, with my bracelets. I'm not going to go too much into it right now, but that's coming, you know, in the future. Yeah, that would be really, really great. You know, and I don't know if it would probably work really well for women with the bracelets. I don't know. You haven't given me any, you know, any information to share on, on the airways here. However, I could see that if somebody buys a bracelet that you guys could turn around and make a donation to a shelter, if you would, you know, something like that. Oh, and there is another place you might consider, although I think they do it out of country. It's 10,000 villages but they usually support, they're on Park Avenue in Winter Park. It's a nonprofit, global nonprofit, and they support artisans in other countries. And mm-hmm. so they'll turn around and sell their, their wares in that store. And all of the money is sent back to the people, whoever it is that produced the product. Mm-hmm. And that way it creates you know, an opportunity for micro, any type of a microeconomic uh, impact in their country but also starting their own business. Yeah. It was really about supporting the local businesses. I could see that your business would also be really beneficial if you are creating the t-shirts that you could create jobs in partnership and being able to pack them up and ship them out in pretty fancy looking package, but it could be as simple as just like a black, you know, a, a brown khaki box and then your logo on it. Making it I really pretty. That. I love that. Love it. And I appreciate all <laughs> of that. Definitely 
in my dreams to do stuff like that. Oh my gosh. I look forward to meeting you in person because I'd love to brainstorm with you. We have had a previous show with the Goodwill industry and we did a fashion show. We showed that we could go and shop for $20 at Goodwill. And so the interns, we all went down, did this whole fashion show. Wasn't in it. <laughs> this yeah, is this I was yeah, it was before him. It was before him. It was about three years ago, honestly. But we had the marketing director of the Goodwill, the the big the big store on uh, I think it's on OBT. She was a guest on the show and we talked about the fact that you know thrifting is very popular and it's a really great way to be able to shop inexpensively on a budget. And I think that's what you're providing also is you know really high-end looking fashion. And it's budget friendly. Exactly, exactly. I'm a big Goodwill shopper. Before I started my company, I've always been big into thrifting. Oh my goodness, yeah. That is very, very valuable. Let's see. So you mentioned what your mission of Sean Michael Co. is and also the donation drives. Do you have a particular nonprofit organization that you like to support or do you just generously support all of them? Yeah, I like to to mix it up. I like to, you know, meet as many as I can and try and help as many as I can. The ones that I have helped in the past, there's been about three so far that we've helped. There's the Ray of Light Advent Ministry that's down in Paramore, and they're opening up a cafe down in Paramore for battered women and children. So that's really cool. Also, One Heart for Women and Children. They're really, really big down in the Paramore area. And then we helped another local house for battered women as well out here, actually, in the east side of Orlando. But yeah, we're not, we're not afraid to mix it up. But so far, just three. What was the name of the second one? The second one was One Heart for Women and Children. Hmm. Do you know really? the name of the woman that runs that one? I think I've heard of that one. That's it's, okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, I'm blanking right now, but she is very, very big. She was just on the Kelly Clarkson show not too long ago. So yeah, she's very big. You'll see her. If you look her up, you'll definitely probably recognize her. Oh, well, we will. We'll go and check it out because, you know, where I work out of and Axel and I are both right now downtown inside of Starter Studio. So giving a shout out to them. We are just underneath. <laughs> we're right next to I-4. We can walk under it and we're over there in Paramore. And there are a lot of really good organizations over there that are so worthy of supporting. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I love, I love, or I love the people in Orlando. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of really nice people, a lot of great souls out here. So definitely mm -hmm. excited for that. Yep. All right. Well, do we have any other questions about this? Because I was hoping that you'd be able to share his Facebook page. I sent you a little note. That it's up for the other so company though. Oh, rats. Okay. Yeah. It, it right. wasn't for, it was for the other company. Yeah. Got it. Well, let's go ahead and we'll switch over to the other company, Independent Dream Factory. So you, that way you can start pulling up the Facebook yeah. page mm -hmm. for that one. Do you want to lead off with the first question though? Yeah. So why did you create Independent Dream Factory? Mm, this is a big one. So Independent Dream Factory started with three independent dreamers. I mean, I was doing my company, I was doing Shawn Michael Co. And then I had met two other entrepreneurs that were running their own businesses as well. And we just started to help each other out. You know, we started to help each other's business with whatever they were doing. We all threw events. So I would help each of them with their events. They go, they're actually my business partners now. Yeah, there they go on there on the screen. So in the middle is, is Don Green, 
and then on the right is is Herman Veras. They're both entrepreneurs out here in Orlando. Don is an image consultant and creative director. Also, he runs a couple of podcasts himself. Herman Veras is in event planning and video and photography. So all everything media, both of them, again, were running their own companies as well as I was. And we were doing different fashion shows, different mixers. And, you know, we said, you know, why don't more people, you know, help each other out? We can all, we can all succeed if we work together. And that's where the idea of Independent Dream Factory came from. So we created this company as almost like a promotional company for all independent dreamers in our community. So it was created to promote and highlight the best of each independent dreamer. And yes, it's almost like our umbrella company that is overseeing the rest and helping in any way that they can with promotional services as far as photo shoots, video shoots, podcast recording, dream sessions, and event planning and event hosting. So anything that your independent dream, your independent business may need, we are here to help. And yeah, just again, just carrying that belief that we can all accomplish our dreams together as long as we're willing to work together and we won't need the, you know, we won't need to search out for those big corporations, big entities, big government, things like that. Nice. Very nice. You work out of a co-working space or you have your own recording studio. I'm sure Axel's going to pull up your website for this company too. Uh, It sounds like you're definitely a serial entrepreneur. I can identify. (laughs) Super high creatives, visionaries always have their fingers in a lot of pies, so to speak. I think you and I are cut from the same cloth. Very much, very much. No pun intended. Oh my gosh, I just realized that was a pun intended for the other business that you have cut from the same cloth. Oh, funny. Yeah, so tell us more about where your studio is located and all of, you mentioned that you guys can do podcasts and obviously, you know, just regular video. Do you also have musicians that come in and record from there? I'm curious. Yes, yes, definitely all the time. So basically we, as IDF, we formed a partnership with a company, with a studio on Sand Lake and South John Young Parkway. It is, a stu- the studio is called Studio SMV. They were already a photo, video, full production studio. And we partnered with them. And now we co-work, like you said, co-work out of that space. And we're able, we have our own recording studio as well as a full photo shoot and video studio. So we're able to, yes, record artists, artist music. We're able to record for podcasters in that audio room. The audio room is actually home to a radio station, which is actually our other partnership, which is WXSJ 97.3 Sunshine Jams is based out of Miami, Florida. And we're, we partnered with them to be able to also promote the independent dreamers on the radio station get the a lot of interviews on the radio station podcasts music just pretty much anything that we can do to use to utilize that radio station is yeah so it's it's a pretty big partnership down there well that is really interesting maybe you can uh, hook me up and make an introduction because i'd love for our podcast to be on that station we're on three live radio stations one is valencia college local then we also have cornell radio and then we're also on WVBR FM in New York. 
Very nice. Very nice. Yes, we definitely could talk about it. Like I said, we definitely need to have you in our studio and meet with the team and we come up with a lot of different ideas, but that is definitely something we want to do. Yeah, maybe we can come down and do a short little uh, video tour and we'll include that as a trailer to when this show airs, just so our listeners yeah. know. That would be awesome. About. And I know Don would love to interview you guys for the radio station as well. Oh, Axel will eat that one up too. Shout out to Don because he's one of the reasons why I got into modeling. So uh, shout out to him. And he's one of the reasons why I met Shawn Michael as well. Uh, before I met Shawn Michael, I met Don. And Don invited me to the mixer. He also invited me to your first fashion show that happened back in August two years ago and to the Aerosolis fashion show. Um, yes, I was actually yes. one of the models that was on the runway. So a big shout out to him. Without him, I honestly would not be here with, without him. So mm, big shout that's out to nice. him. Shout out Which to one him. is that person? Is that in the middle or the one on the far right? Yes, in the middle. Don okay, B. Okay, gotcha. He's our podcast extraordinaire. Cool. Super cool. All right. The mission of IDF. What is the mission? So IDF's mission is to create an atmosphere that promotes independent dreams by providing the necessary love, support, and resources. So we believe that those are the three things that every human being deserves on this life is love, support, and resources. And that's what we're here to provide. So we always want to create that atmosphere, whether it be in the studio, in our events, and just in person, just creating that place where we're always promoting those independent dreams. All right, Axel, what's our next uh, question? What events has IDF done? So IDF, we started our first event was actually a, I don't want to say it wasn't a protest, but it was almost like a, an event of healing around the Breonna Taylor riots. So when all that was going on, we had created an event down in Lake Eola. It was called A Thousand Roses for Brianna Taylor. And we had donated a thousand roses to the people in the community down there. And we all came together and we had, you know, we wrote signs and notes of, you know, just, you know, love and healing. And we left those roses out there at Lake Eola as a sign of, you know, remembrance and again, of healing and love. And um, that was our biggest, our first event that we did together. So that was awesome. But since then, we have done two fashion shows. We have done one industry mixer and we host a bi-weekly open mic in the city as well. I um, attended one of those a couple yes, months ago. Did, I yes, think that was did. the first one, right? That you guys did? Or was that yes, like yes, a couple yes, ones? Yes, yes, okay. Yes. So we do a different, a lot of different events. Oh, I'm sorry. One blanked out on me. We just had a huge art show in the studio. So it was a live painter. He did a live painting performance as well as he had all of his art on the walls for him to sell those and get them out to the public. So we do a very wide variety of events, anything again that will promote independent dreamers. Mm, I love that. You know, there's a couple of things that happen down here. I, there's a Facebook group and it's called Third Thursdays. And it is an art hop in the downtown area. So artists can go and apply to Third Thursday. Their art would be featured in different, and this was before COVID to be clear. And their art would be featured in different office buildings throughout all of Orlando. And on the Third Thursday, it was an art hop and you would go from location to location and be able to see lots of different artists, whether it was fabric or sculpture or painting or illustration or mixed media. It was amazing. 
Starter Studio used to be one of the locations that we would have people that would come through and it was super fun. So you might check in, see if you could partner up with that group and be able to get more artists work out there, build more awareness. That's something that I would definitely share. There are also a lot of places in the downtown area that they don't participate necessarily in that, but they are always looking for really cool artists to have come in. I was thinking when you were talking about it that you were going to have some type of uh, graffiti artist. And I don't know if you have that on the building, but I can, the way I see your place is it's going to have a giant, you know, art wall, external, environmental, external mm -hmm. to the building where people can actually, you know, take pictures in front of it and have that yep. as their background. Yep. We would definitely love to have that at the factory all in due time, but yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I can hook you up with some people that would come and do that. You'd have I love a, you'd have a new that. wall on the background in like less than a week for sure. Oh. It is rainy season. Yeah. I like the fact that you were also doing something that was very positive at that time last year when we were, when we as people just needed to have empathy and a conscience, mm -hmm. you know, and just engage with each other and realize when I was here, you know, that year ago when it was George Floyd's death, there were so many protests that were going on downtown and people were walking right by the windows on a Saturday and there was thousands of people. And that was just in Orlando. I know in other cities, they did not have as many peaceful protests during that time. And they had, you know, hundreds of thousands of people there, whether it was like DC or if it was in Seattle or may, no Portland. Um, there was a lot that was going on at that time. And your way of bringing the community together sounds, it's just about remembrance mm -hmm. and pulling people together and having a place of just peace. Mm -hmm. that, is, that is very, very moving, I feel. And I bet you had a huge turnout. It was. It was very, very awesome. The local news came out and did interviews and stories on us. And it was it was a great time. That was our main goal was to do something different because people get caught up, you know, and just kind of the stigmas of these words and protests and thinking that, you know, they're all the same. So it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a protest. It was more of a demonstration, you know, a demonstration of love and healing. And, you know, we very much believe in that again, an IDF of just, you can't tell people what to do. It's not about yelling and screaming and telling you know what we should do is almost more about leading by example and just creating mm -hmm. that atmosphere that people can all feel comfortable in yeah that is that is lovely i like that very very much uh what what events do you have for the future what's coming up for both of your companies uh, i can see a marriage between them uh, <laughs> definitely but you mentioned the place where you were working from and i think you said it was smv and i was going oh that's uh sean michael ventures uh, but i don't think that was really <laughs> the name of the place because it must be something different but i could see that just so yeah. you know I definitely appreciate that. And I've thought about that a couple of times, but yeah, no. <laughs> so we've started to do it. They are starting to interlock into each other. Again, the gist of IDF is still an, to be independent at the end of the day. So we want more companies to come in under our umbrella for, so that we can help them, but it's still about keeping those companies separate. So they are IDF, Independent Dream Factory, will be hosting a lot of our personal events. Like I will have a fashion show next next February for my for Sean Michael Cole but as far as IDF itself 
we will be having our open mics again. Like I said, the open mics are every two weeks on Tuesday. Where? Um, that is at a Paradise Food and Bar. So it's a local bar down in close to Kissimmee, but in the South OBT area. Beautiful people out there. So we have the open mics. We have an industry mixer that I said that we did this year back in May. We did it. And that will be on a quarterly basis. So we always have a mixer to be able to bring in extra, you know, new entrepreneurs, new dreamers, new independent business people, I and mean, give them a way to kind of meet us, come meet us at the studio. We'll have a big fashion show, I believe in October. That one's still in the works. And actually, I'm excited. Our biggest event that's coming up now is actually going to be my high school reunion. I decided to plan my own reunion for our school. It's my 10-year reunion. I graduated class of 2011 right here in Orlando, Florida at University High School. So that's our big one that's coming up. Oh, that's a really good high school too. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Go Cougars. Oh, that's amazing. That school is 10 years old. I thought it was older. Oh, no. It's my 10-year reunion. The school was opened in 1990. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of knew I know that. Yeah, they're not that new. Mm. 1990. One of the older schools around here in Orlando. Yeah, they're going to be, what, 25 years old, somewhere around there. Well, that is cool. What is open mic? What does that mean? Does that mean people can go up and sing that it's like, you know, poetry? Is it anything and everything? Yeah, so our open mics are a little different than the ones that are going on around here, which are mostly musical based, where it's you can either be singer, rapper, comedian or poet. But our open mics are a little bit of everything. We've had some some different things. We've had dancers come out and just oh, do wow. you know do dance. It's it's pretty much just a time where the mic is open for you to be able to express any and everything you may want to. So yeah, and even the dancing where you know it's music based. But again, it's more so to get up there, tell people who you are, where you're from, what you're about, and show you know whatever you do have to show. It's kind of like America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I can see that locally. That would be cool. Do you also live stream that? I would live stream that if that was me. We're getting into it. We're adding new things every time. We've we've been doing a recording of it now, but we haven't gotten it onto live stream. But we're like I said, oh, we're Facebook it. Facebook. Just put the Facebook live. Turn it on, and then boom, you're you're streaming it straight through your computer. Definitely, definitely. We want to. We need to get more hands on deck because we also participate really heavy into it. I'm actually the sound engineer and DJ. So I do all of the music production side of it. Like I said, Herman Vares is our media guru. So he's always filming and recording. But yeah, when we get more hands on deck, like you said, maybe intern whisperer. That's what an intern may do with us. Yeah, (laughs) you need an intern program. That's for sure. They can be supportive. Axel has learned so much. He's been very complimentary and kind to the platform itself, to the company. I appreciate him. He's learned quite a bit. When I say that, he's, I, I think he's stretched his wing. He's learned more about marketing and being able to create content, learning more about certainly podcasting. He's done some video work. He's done a little bit of everything. One of the assignments I gave him was to go to the Saks Comedy Club and just experience acting from, you know, that place of just being spontaneous improv. And he enjoyed that quite a bit. So he is wrapping up his internship and I'm going to miss him. 
Yeah, this is this this is probably my last show. So, wow. And I'm He's going out with, with the bang. I'm yeah. going out with the bang because I have you as my guest. So yeah. not, not that many people can do that, have someone on the show that's like person that they've networked with. So yeah. I I actually have not had I've had the interns run the show without me, but we usually focus on the future of some specific topic. The guests that come on my show are somebody that I've met. They're usually our employers, and then we give them extra social love that if they're a part of Intern Pursuits Platform and Academy. But Axel got to pick anybody, and he picked you. So Wow. I am <laughs> yeah. super, I'm super honored. I, that's what yeah. I told him when you gave me the first call. Axel's always been somebody that's been special to us. I feel like you've interned with us all the time because he's always yeah. there. Yeah, I'm always around. You guys need possible. me, I'm always there. So, yeah, so, I yeah. definitely love that. Thank you. All right, so we're gonna take a moment to acknowledge our sponsor, Cat5 Studio, so give us just a minute. The Intern Whisperer is brought to you by Cat5 Studios who help you create games and videos for your training and marketing needs that are out of this world. Visit Cat5 Studios for more information to learn how Cat5 Studios can help your business. Thank you, Cat5 Studios. All right, so we're back to our show. It's all about the future of jobs and what do the jobs and industries look like in 2030? So let's move over into events and exhibits. Uh, Axel, do you want to go ahead and kick this one off also? So we're talking about future events. So I honestly do believe that the future of fashion, retail industry, especially with like events, the modeling events, I think they're going to be more hybrid. A whole bunch of things happening now where there's going to be like holograms mm. on certain events. Mm. You know, you could have someone who passed away and you could use them as a hologram on the runway walk. There's some events that have happened. There's some concerts that happened with Whitney Houston. Like they literally had a hologram of her on stage performing. And there's people like out there, which I thought was pretty cool. The same thing with Michael Jackson. I remember when they did that a couple of years ago mm -hmm. with him. And they also done it with Tupac. Yep. Tupac was the first one, I think. Yeah, I remember mm -hmm. that. So they've done that. So augmented reality, virtual reality, coming from Starter Studio, one of the people that was in my cohort group, which was about four years ago, he had an event technology platform where you could experience being at the event in real time through virtual reality. And it was the use of goggles. So think Burning Man. You're there at that event. You can't afford to get out there to Burning Man or Coachella, any of those really big events that cost a lot just because of travel and maybe the ticket. He had created a platform so that people could actually engage in the event. You'd feel like you were there, you're actually in your own home, but you would be able to participate in it. And that is currently out there. They have technologies that you can do that with. There's also the place of looking at how, you know, a lot of, one of the companies that is down at Orlando Game Space, it's called Brand XR. They're one of our employers but it's marketing through virtual reality and augmented reality. And we've understand you know, more about what that looks like, but it's feeling like as a marketing mechanism that you can actually touch it, that you can engage with whatever the product is that's being sold. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's, that is definitely interesting to think about. I think I remember when you said about the, you know, being at the live shows from your home, I know they were trying to start doing that with sports as well, like courtside mm -hmm. seats, like from that VR technology. 
And I think it's, yeah, it's, it's coming. Wherever technology goes, that's where, you know, we're going to go. And it's going to be into every facet of life, whether it be retail and fashion or it be events. Like I said, it's, I think, well, it was already coming, but I think with COVID, it really sped things up. I know mm-hmm. around the COVID, once COVID hit and, you know, pe- people weren't able to be out there as much with each other. I saw a lot of different things coming up, like virtual fashion shows and, you know, virtual shows in general where Hamilton was recorded. Yeah, everything's Thank recorded in the studio and then you're just like right there yeah. with them and you don't even have to have live concerts, live everything, you know, whereas there's no people actually there, but they're there online. So it's it's coming. I haven't, you know, for the fashion and retail, I think that technology is going to start and it already has started. A lot of things are now online. Like you know, malls are closing, stores are closing, and it's everything is just purchased online, shipped to you, to your house. But as far as events, I think that, yeah, that'll definitely be what's coming next. Is Oh, my God. I was talking with Jim Faraday. Jim is going to be a guest on our show. He's a big event promoter. He's been in event promotion for over 30 years, and he's put on a lot of concerts in the downtown and central Florida area, downtown Orlando and central Florida, which is inclusive of Osceola, Orange, and Seminole counties. Anyway, when I was talking with Jim, he was saying that people are just so hungry for live events. I think that there's this place where you know, first off, as humans, we're made for relationship. So we like being able to see each other. And, you know, I was discussing with you the possibility of coming out there to do the show today, and it wasn't going to work today. But I definitely want to come out. And what time is this open mic night tonight? Open mic is from 7 to 10 p.m. Hmm, maybe. So Axel or, <laughs> you know, Sean, if you'll text me with that, maybe I can make that. I have a couple of things that are going on tonight, but, you know, I think the last one is at 7 or 7.30. Mm-hmm. I'd like to come down there and just like turn on my Facebook Live and just share it with my audience. I mean, everybody can do that with a phone. Mm-hmm. What I think that events will also be, I'm a big fan of sci-fi. I think um, we'll go back to old school Star Trek. And then you have Star Wars and you know how you can go beam me up, Scotty, and you go there. I, I believe they actually have that technology. They just haven't done it because certainly we have, you know, the Virgin Air that went to outer space mm-hmm. and then we're going to be going to the moon. They're already planning those trips so that people can do it. So if we can just get the general public out there doing those kind of things, pretty sure we're going to be zapping from one place to another in, in this country. And then who knows to other planets. I definitely believe that. It's very interesting. I'm glad you shared that. I know we're going to have a lot of conversations in the future because I, I, I love speaking on all of those things and possibilities. So that's- Oh gosh, being in the future, we, we need to just be constantly vigilant about looking at, first off, I think a lot of sci-fi movies are predictive of what is coming because those are super high creative and visionaries and thought leaders that think, well, what is possible? And then there's also, if one of my favorite places to follow, because it's inclusive of all different types of industries, is World Economic Forum. You can find whatever is going to be going on in the world. And what does it look like 50 years from now? Not just 10 years from now, but 50 years. And they're doing, it's futurist, you know, people that are more of a futurist, and they share Mm -hmm. what their visions are, what they dream. 
because that's very consistent with what your, you know, your company is, is to be able to dream and make that happen. Mm -hmm. Okay, so artificial intelligence, what do we have here? Oh, I know one of the other companies that's a fashion company, she uses AI. She's in California. I met her in the NASDAQ Milestone Maker program and her company, uh, it's Camilla Olson. She has an AI technology that can actually, you put in your measurements and it creates and it does a short little registration and it will tell you what type of obviously fashion you would like. There's a lot of things that are out there. If you look at fashion fix or whatever, they'll just ask you that information, but it's even more inclusive because it actually, you upload your picture and then it looks like you're trying on the, the clothing mm, right there. I've seen it, that. I've seen some stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. It's definitely getting more technical and the algorithms are only going to get better and better. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it'll be actually that great because personally i like the experience i want to try the garment on i want to be able to feel what it feels like on my skin and i'm pretty sure they can make that happen also if they can make it look like i'm wearing it of course you know that's one thing but if i can actually feel it and mm -hmm. you know feel it like with my hands but also feel it with my skin underneath the clothing or the garment mm -hmm. whatever it is that is going to be amazing fashion so i think that's really where ai is being driven is that type of an experience but i think it's also in that place of how fashion is marketed what do you think it's going to look like whether it's events or if it's over there in that space of retail of clothing, do you have any thoughts that you'd like to share? I think I think retail at least will go completely AI at a certain point. I don't know what year, but yeah, I think they've already done enough where everything, like I said, everything is closing off locally and going more to online and delivery. As far as marketing for that, I know they do. You know, they they're already implementing a lot of AI for marketing, whether it be you know what people are looking at on Facebook or you know what they're looking at on their iPhones, some certain things just start to pop up for you. You know, you get your, your phone almost now can. Oh, it listens. It's yeah. actually listening to you. Yeah. Every device in your house is listening to what it is that you're saying. I read this article about how refrigerators, your coffee, they're all is some type of AI component that's in there. And it is listening to everything that we do. We'll just test it out. What's your favorite pizza place? Papa John's. Okay, that's the chain. So we're talking about Papa John's and you can tell me if you notice later today, any point in time, Papa John's ads start, start showing up in your feed because- I'm scared now. <laughs> yeah. I'm very scared now. <laughs> yeah, I know that's not directly related to like what we're talking about with events and also- with It's pretty fashion. scary though. It's but scary. it's true. You it's can have true. a random conversation and because it, it's funny that you say that because- couple weeks ago i went to the beach my mom said oh we need a place to eat and literally the phone po popped up like a couple places to eat and we we're like what and, like it was like really crazy wow i yeah. think it's because you know we can talk into our phone right it's got mm -hmm. the microphone and sometimes if you have your map on because you're asking you know your phone says do you want to leave this on all the time or just when you have it in use? Mm -hmm. So if you leave it on all the time, it's actually picking up conversations that we have. I know it's true because all of my feeds are targeting anything that I've been discussing, whether it's on social channels or if it's coming through in ads, videos that I may watch. I'm going, mm -hmm. how did that happen? 
-hmm. No, but it's it's definitely because it's hearing us. So, Sean, you you let us know. <laughs> I definitely will. I definitely will. But yeah, it goes all into that. You know, Siri is already always ready to to hear what you're saying. So you know, you could say, "Hey Siri," and it's listening to you. So it has to be listening at all times. It is, but it also knows your voice, right? So you have to train the technology to be able to pick up your voice. And then it's, it's so if I go, hey, Siri, my phone is going to come on at some point in time. It normally is, but I'm not currently, I turned it off. So Axel, pull up the section about the nanotechnology clothing industry in 2030. Let's uh, take a moment. Oh, there's my phone. It's trying to record our conversation right now. So let me tap it. He found something that was super, super interesting. Yes. And oh, I, you can I, going? yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I want to talk about yeah. just how much the retail clothing industry is $4.24 billion in last year in 2020. And in 2025, get this $14.52 billion. Now, what I've seen is a lot of clothing beginning to become very social awareness so that people are not throwing clothes away, which is what they've done, but making materials more durable so that you can wear them for, we'll say years. And it, I've also seen it where it adjusts in size for children. So you could have a garment that would work. This is amazing to me. It's like, you know, expandable. And if you do clothing that adjusts in size, you'll see it's being used in third world countries. So it grows with the child. So it might be something that the two-year-old's wearing and it goes all the way up to like when they're hitting 12 and 13. Wow, that must be some crazy material. Um, it's all in how they um, use different types of like snaps and, you know, pieces that you can collapse it or be able to make it feel like, you know, you're pushing the sleeves up, but then mm -hmm. you can lock it into place and then you can also let it expand. So wow. it's very interesting from pants, not, not on shoes, but from uh, pants, dresses, shirts, mm -hmm. all of those things. You make a t-shirt that does that kind of stuff. You're going to be very popular. That's definitely something that would, our company would definitely stand by. Yeah. And, you know, you've seen that where people can unzip or, you know, take the Velcro and make it from short, long sleeve mm -hmm. to short. I mean, we know yeah. that's out there, but this is different in the sense that it actually stays. You're not just doing a Velcro, you know, undo on it. But anyway, I was just interested in sharing that, that money. This is big money in retail. Okay. So go ahead and tell us what is nanotechnology and how is it being used? Silver nanoparticles and nanopores and nanoparticles. This is all crazy stuff. Yeah. Not really. So, cool so nanotechnology. So first off, I want to say about how the stores themselves within just clothing industry itself, they're, they have like kind of like a board where you see yourself and you can touch screen it and they have clothes for you and you kind of like customize it and see like your sizes so that before you even wear it, you can have it like on the screen. It shows that you're wearing it. Oh yeah. Like and I was talking about that earlier. Have. Yeah. So you have that which is pretty cool because you don't have to like wear it like, okay, let me have a change of five, 10 clothes. And it's going to take you like a good 30 minutes just to wear those clothes to see if they fit. Well, that technology right there is right there in your feet and it'll take you like five minutes. Okay. Let me, let me go to this outfit and you just keep pressing like buttons and stuff that's the first thing and then with the nanotechnology they're making clothing that will fight off against like microorganisms or any type of virus fungi any type of bacteria so let's say you have some sort of 
stain on your shirt or pants, they want to use that technology to pretty much come off. And then mm. we all know- I can see that with COVID, right? Like if they use some type of special in your article that you pulled up, medical product, like you said, but it is bacteria killing reusable nano silver masks. That could be the thing that keeps you from getting COVID, you know, because you've got something that you're breathing it in and you're wearing it. So it's definitely predicting or protecting your skin. So think of, you know, gloves or, you know, some type of, yeah, gloves, medical gloves that are coated in that. So it actually protects you. And then the same is on a mask to keep you from breathing in anybody that might carry the virus. Yeah, that's very interesting. Nanotechnology. Yeah, yeah, and then also, I don't know if you guys know about these little creatures called silverfish. They actually eat, like, your clothes and stuff like that. So that can, like, I don't know if it kills it off, but it can literally, like, if they try eat your clothing, I think with the nanotechnology, it will not have any effect to, mm. to them trying to eat the clothes. It could make them, like, run away, have no, no effect on them whatsoever. So I've seen silverfish. They like paper a lot <laughs> and <laughs> in my packing boxes because I was moving my things from one storage area to a different storage area. And I see them a lot in anything that is paper and maybe cloth. I haven't ever paid attention to the cloth side, but I definitely see them with paper products. The other thing that you had mentioned in this article is that the characteristics of their waterproof, anti-static, they can protect, you know, like UV is in there. It's protecting the, the body from having any type of a sunburn or, you know, any type of UV from the sun exposure. I think that would be really something to see and just making sure that it's protecting people. So what if we were able to wear a garment that was many times we've seen this like in the water where it repels the water and it retains body heat. But think if you were in like the North Pole or South Pole, that would be really hard to do. But you didn't have to wear layers of clothes, but you're wearing just like this one particular garment that is retaining heat and it's actually warming you. I've seen socks that have the heating device in it and it warms your feet. That's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know new shoes are starting to come out with a lot of technologies and Nike shoes that are that self-lace and do different things like that. So that's really self-lace? cool. Self-lace? Wow. Yeah, Nike just came out with some shoes that they tighten themselves up. There's no laces on them. It's programmed to your phone as well. So, and there's a button for, I think that it has its own little machine, but you can set it to your phone to where it untightens it. I don't know if it has any sort of heating or cooling aspect, but... Yeah, they're, they're starting to do a lot of that stuff with clothes. So that's really cool. And then that's really, really cool to think about. It is because I can see how that would benefit people that um, can't, that may be obese and cannot tie their shoes or the elderly who cannot tie their shoes. But certainly, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Individuals with disabilities, because what if you don't have functioning hands or, or something of that nature, you need to be able to put shoes on. And how would you do that? So you could slip into them. But you might not have prosthetics and or the type of prosthetics that allow you to secure your shoes. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. There's such cool stuff out. That kind of reminds me of uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where you have yeah. that one scene where he just puts the shoes on and then it just tightens up. He's like, what? <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Really cool stuff comes out of those kind of movies because people are going, 
what we can do that and you know hoverboards okay i haven't seen like real (laughs) hoverboards honestly not like in back to the future i haven't seen that where they're actually supporting a person but they call them hoverboards and they've got like a wheel in them or something yeah that's That's a unicycle honestly that's not a hoverboard in in like how i think of it Mm. so we are going to be oh gosh it's like we have to go right to the end of the show now it's we've got to wrap up Best mentoring advice that you would like to pass on to our listeners. What is that? My biggest piece of advice is just being open, being open to everything that may come. We you know, don't ever get set in one certain sort of set of ways to do things. That's that's always been what's what's gotten me farther is just being open to talking to new people, new ideas. And as we were talking about today, very heavy into technology. We have no idea where technology is going to go. So it's, you know, just being very open to any possibility and any opportunity. And it's any person that you may come in contact with. And that will definitely, you know, keep you ready for anything. Axel, since this is your last show, what is the best mentoring advice that you want to pass on? Because what he said is he learned more in his internship than he had learned in his four years of school. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was a huge compliment. Yeah. I really appreciated that. Yeah. But what piece of advice would you like to pass on to all of our listeners? I said it before previous other shows a couple of times, but you have to take risks, take risks in anything you want to do. Cause the last thing you want to do is look yourself in the mirror and say, what if I did it? You know, and I don't want to be thinking that way. I don't want to be thinking, Hey, what if I did this? Maybe things would have turned out a little bit differently. So or what um, if you didn't do it? Exactly. What if I didn't do it? So yeah, take a risk and believe in yourself, have faith. I'm a very believer in uh, Christ, just trusting in that and just having like a gut feeling that hopefully things will turn out. And if things don't turn out, don't seem the way it is. It is what it is. And you and you look and you learn from those failures and and you move forward. And I've been always been able to do that just when it comes to like schools or just anything that I've been able to do, even with auditions. Like I've I've auditioned for a couple parts. And even though I didn't get the part, I was just very grateful for the opportunity that I was able to at least record myself and send it to somebody that would be like, okay, let's see what this person has. And if I wasn't right for the part, I wasn't right for the part and it is what it is and you're just going to keep moving forward because something eventually will happen that is true so sean how can people find you you know you want to make sure that our listeners know are you on like obviously facebook instagram linkedin twitter youtube like where can people find you for each one of your businesses if you want to share a info at email or your phone number whatever you want to share it's up to you Thank you. Thank you. So you guys can find us on all social media platforms. You know, the big ones, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Sean Michael Co. all one word. And then for Independent Dream Factory is the same thing. It's at Independent Dream Factory on all social media platforms. And then also both companies are on the World Wide Web. So at SeanMichaelCo.com, you can find us. And then for Independent Dream Factory, it is IndependentDreamFactory.com. Super great. So I want to thank you for being on the show. Axel, you're going out with a bang. You brought in a great guest. So thank you for doing that. You're welcome. All right. And we're going to take a moment to say thank you to Cat5 Studios, to our production team, Axel Aponte and Elizabeth Herbert, associate producer (laughs) interns. Uh, Video and audio editing is Steve Neese. And our video interns, Raymond Ahmad Khan, Berkeley Walgamot, 
Nassari Rosales-Vargas and Isham Johnson. He's gonna be working on some of our shows. And then a special shout out to, of course, Dave Francis for sound engineering and also the, oh, and Miguel for sound engineering and also music composing. So employers, please visit Intern Pursuit to learn how you also can get matched to amazing intern talent and be recognized as an employer for change. Thank you very much. And we hope that you subscribe to our podcast.